Hello, and welcome to my not even close to weekly podcast, where Schwim, where I am me, you are you, and together we make a more exploitable Facebook profile. I have finally got enough stuff to talk about, since I don't pay enough attention to do this weekly. Uh, I just can't gather that much content. Um, I don't even know when the last one was. But nonetheless, we're ready to roll. This week, we're going to talk about Facebook some more. Ah, uh, yeah, holla. Uh, why spitting in a tube is probably something you shouldn't do. Um, cry stalls. Hmm. All those terms of service emails you've been getting. What the hell they're for. Uh, Flat Earth Society uh let's see don't buy mentos around the police um trump can use your money for whatever he wants to including paying off a prostitute uh why your phone's gps probably should be turned off but won't be and finally poo throwing is it just for monkeys anymore all right, let's get started. Uh, that dude, uh, Golden State Killer, that was apprehended after a crap ton of years went by. Um, it happened, it seems, his, his catching, not his actual murdering, um, because... Um, Someone spit in a tube and sent it off to a genealogy website, and they were a relative, so they came up as a match when they ran the DNA that they had for the Golden State Killer. Um, so it's pretty weird. Um, <clears throat> when the East Area Rapist broke into the home of his first victim in 76, Human DNA had not yet been sequenced when he reemerged as the original Night Stalker and began a spree of murders in 79. Uh, the web didn't exist, yada, 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 blah, 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 flavor text. For decades, the Golden State Killer, as he is now best known, got away with it all. Um, it seems that police arrested Joseph James D'Angelo based on DNA found at crime scenes that partially, partially matched the DNA of a relative on the open source genealogy website GED Match. Previous searches of DNA databases had turned up no matches previously. So, uh, this dude spit in a tube, sent it off to a genealogy website to see uh, how white he was, and um, all of that information gets stored, and the police it seems, are able to run uh, DNA for matches against this because, just like we've t 
discussed before, um, when you use these types of services, you agree to them using your stuff for whatever they want to use it for. And in this case, it was for uh, sharing with the police department. So you think about this and you're like, but Schwim, you handsome devil. If I don't have anything to worry about, what's wrong with doing it? The issue isn't sharing it with the police. The broader issue is you're not getting any say in how these new uses are coming up. You get an email stating that they've changed their terms of service. Uh, you delete that email without even reading it because the email is too long, much less the terms of service. So you're, uh, you're, you're missing what's happening in the background. So um, you may in the near future get an email that their terms of service has changed and you'll delete the email, you won't read it, and you'll come to find out that they are cloning you and using your clones as uh, inexpensive employees in sweatshops. So you heard it here first. The clones are coming and you're, you're, you're going to get an email concerning it, but you won't, you won't read the email, so you'll never know. Uh, so they are discussing whether it's right uh, that, that uh, some relative spits in a cup and, and like 12 uh, steps degrees from Kevin Bacon, you end up in prison because of it. So um, we, you're not going to read the term service no matter what I say. I don't even read them. So just be aware of it. Um, Let's see. I'm going to skip this one because it just didn't strike my funny bone. This one's pretty awesome. And and, and I think uh, yeah, maybe, maybe useful. Um, Utah University installs a cry closet for stressed out students. Stressed out students at the university can now let loose without having to worry about judgmental looks from their peers thanks to the cry closet that allows them to cry in private. Um, and it tells you how stressful their lives are and shows an image of you know, a closet with like a neat kind of fascia to it and stuffed animals inside, soft carpet. Created by University of Utah student and visual artist Nemo Miller in woodshop class, um, it's lined with a black interior, features plush stuffed animals that they students can hug and squeeze as they cry. Um, so that the rules of the closet interest me. Uh, you have to knock before entering because I can only imagine the stresses uh, that, that could be introduced by someone knocking on the cry closet or, or opening it without knocking while someone's in the midst of of crying and hugging stuffed animals. Uh, you can only have one person in the closet at a time for obvious reasons. Uh, you can have no more than 10 minutes, which in itself for me would be like a stressful situation. Like, am I sure I'm going to be able to pull myself together at the 10th minute? I mean, I'm in there crying and at nine minutes, I'm really opening it up. Am I, I, I mean, I, that would, that would just, that would send me into another fit. Can you just walk out and back in? Get another 10 minutes? Uh, turn the lights and timer off before leaving. 
and use hashtag cry close tuofu cry cyclops cry closet you of you makes much more sense hashtag cry closet you of you if posting on social media because the first thing i want to do after breaking down and sobbing is share it with all of my friends on social media so that's pretty cool um i hope it's soundproofed it would be it would be distracting to walk by a box and hear someone sobbing uncontrollably so that's it uh hope hope i see him at walmart's because if you ever need a place to uh get away and cry it's where you save money and live better and if you're wondering why you got all those changes in terms of service emails, like the companies all of a sudden uh, have decided to care more about you, um, it's not. Uh, the companies are frantically readying their sites for the European Union's forthcoming privacy legislation called the General Data Protection Regulation, or GDPR. So... These rules were, were designed uh, by the EU um, for, to give online privacy rights back to the users and ensure social networks and third parties don't take advantage of them. I do want to point out this has absolutely nothing to do with the United States. The United States doesn't want you to be protected from social networks and third parties taking advantage of them and, in fact, have gone the other direction. But the EU is doing it. So since these companies are international, you're getting the emails. Um, everyone gets them. So that way they've checked the box and, and they won't get in trouble. Uh, for letting you know in the terms of service that's too long to read uh, that you won't, that, that, that you're not going to go through, that they're doing certain things to exploit your data that heretofore were undisclosed. Um, and that's about it. Um, you, this, the, says what happens if someone breaks the rules, um, the EU can slap them with a hefty fine in the amount of 20 million euros or 4% of their annual global turnover, whichever is greater. So that's why it's so important for them is because it's a lot of money that they would lose. And they, uh, they, they want to make sure they're in the clear with the, uh, European Union. So um, you've got that. That explains all those emails you got. Um, the FTC, which is our wing, uh, warned China-based Gator Group Company and Sweden-based Tinitel uh, that collecting geolocation data from children under the age of 13 violated U.S. privacy rules. And... Um, they didn't stop it from happening. They just kind of warned them uh, that it that it wasn't uh, something that that they should be doing. So uh, there's that. We, we go go FTC, I guess. Um, a flat Earth convention in the UK. Hundreds to gather to discuss conspiracy theories at first ever British event. The attendees included an NHS supply chain manager who claimed gravity doesn't exist and that the Big Bang didn't happen. Now, the Big Bang thing, I get it. 
I wasn't there for it, and it's kind of like asking me to believe that someone walked on water or uh, rolled a big rock out of the way and walked out after being dead for a few days. Um, I wasn't there for the Big Bang. I can understand when I read the, the, the kind of theories behind it and the science and stuff, I understand why it makes a, a good reasoning behind the creation uh, of the earth and stuff, but it, it I'm not smart enough to understand it, so I just kind of nod my head and trust that that's probably the best idea we've got. Um, it's going to be tougher to pull off gravity not existing. Um, I, I guess it's really maybe too wrong uh, to even to read all the way through it, but if you want to uh, uh, read it, it's the Inquisitor uh, Flat Earth Convention UK. Do a search for that, and you'll get you'll get the article. But they're getting together to uh, to really come down on uh, on the people passing this uh, round Earth thing off as fact and uh, to share their their knowledge in the matter um it says uh, as quoted by the daily telegraph nhs supply chain manager david marsh was one of the speakers uh, where he reportedly said that his research destroys big bang cosmology and backs up the idea that gravity doesn't exist with electromagnetism being the only true force found in nature uh, to back it up, he used a Nikon camera and a smartphone app conducting experiments in his garden over the span of a year uh, to debunk the theory of planetary motion. Um, he's been researching the flat earth theories since November 2015 and collecting a large catalog of flat earth books over the past 18 months. Um, the website adds that Marsh has mostly been devoted to researching the moon, which he believes is the key to unlocking the globe-Earth deception. Uh, my research destroys Big Bang cosmology. It supports the idea that gravity doesn't exist. Uh, and if really, if you're going to go with anybody, uh, why not a uh, supply chain manager? I think I think that's rock solid. So anyway, uh, get a ticket for 20, uh, 2019 if you want to uh, head over there. I don't know. Um, I guess it's towards the center enough of the flat earth. I would be worried otherwise that you may get... Uh, I wouldn't go by boat if you're in the U.S. Uh, for fear of falling off the edge um, on the way. But I think flying's probably safe enough uh, if you want to go over there. So we'll do that. Now this one, this next one, this I had to watch the video because um, I didn't believe it. I thought this was going to be one of those things where they kind of made a bigger deal of it than it actually was uh, for for media. Um, but a guy in Buena Park, California, went in to purchase some Mentos for his wife after buying some gas, uh, and an off-duty police officer pulled a gun on him. Uh, and I watched the video, and that is exactly what happened. This is, it was amazing. Guy went in, uh, put the Mentos on the counter, gave him his money, 
And uh, then the, you see this other guy, like in uh, uh, athletic wear, come in and stand behind him. And as he's waiting for to get his change back, he puts the Mentos in his pocket. So he'll have free hands to take the change. And the cop, who doesn't look like a cop at this point, simply pulls his pistol out, points it at the man that put the Mentos in his pocket, and begins... Uh, aggravatedly telling him, repeatedly telling him to put the Mentos on the counter and uh, tells him that he's a cop. And so this guy has a pistol pointed at him now, and he doesn't know what the hell's going on. And he's like, what? I, what? What do you say? <laughs> and he's like, put the Mentos on the counter. Put the Mentos on the counter. I'm a cop. Put the Mentos on the counter. And uh, he grabs him and, of course, puts him on the counter because he doesn't want to be blown away. Um, and he, and he's like, I paid for him. I paid for the Menos and he's like backing up, but he doesn't quite want to run out cause he'll get shot in the back. And the guy just keeps pointing the pistol at him uh, and he's telling him, just get out of here. Just leave, just leave, put the Menos on. And, uh, so the guy <laughs> is backing up to the door cause he thinks clearly that he is dealing with just some batshit crazy motherfucker. And, uh, finally the, uh, cop asked the Register operator, did he pay for those? And the register operator is like, yes, he did. And the, and the cops like doesn't believe him. Really? Are you sure? Yep, he paid for him. And then after asking him three or four times, he just puts the gun back in his pocket, pistol back in his pocket, and says, uh, my mistake, carry on. And, <laughs> and that's it. So, so I guess what they're learning uh, over at the uh, cop shop nowadays is uh, instead of the escalation of force, just start out at the top and then you're always covered. Like uh, holding a hostage, pull your pistol. Um, stole a 50 cent pack of Mentos, pull your pistol. All falls in the same. It's uh, just look up Mentos cop and you'll, you'll find the video. Uh, it's the, uh, the security footage from the store and it has audio. So it is really, really fantastic to watch. And the next time you get lit up while driving out and about, f fucking hands on 10 and two and be very, very pleasant to them. Cause apparently there is no threshold at which they can just pull their pistol and point it at you. Uh, so we've got that. And um, it seems yeah, on a completely, segue into something else because I don't I don't sort my tabs as I save them over the weeks um, you just get the shit I blurt it out as as it pops up on the browser um, so President Trump on Thursday contradicted his earlier statements that he knew of no payment to Stormy Daniels um, the porno star that he had an affair with I know I'm supposed to say allegedly, but he had the affair with her. So he said that he paid a monthly retainer to his lawyer and fixer uh, and suggested that the payment by Mr. Cohen to the actress could not be considered a campaign contribution. Uh, so at first he said there were no payments. And then we went to there were payments, but don't worry. Technically, it was no longer your money that he used. Um, so everybody uh, under him now, Giuliani, who's working for him, who's his fixer now and stuff, says that, you know, um, and luckily he was tweeting 
a lot a lot of this information to keep his followers uh, in the loop. Um, it says that Giuliani said a day earlier specifically that Mr. Trump repaid the $130,000 payment uh, just days before the election in 2016. So handily, uh, don't worry, he did pay the money back. Um, and there's a lot more to the article, but to be honest, it's, let's just stick with the part that, um, surprise, surprise, uh, he's still lying to you. Um, I did save an article, apparently, uh, that cops can find the location of any phone in the country in seconds, and one senator would like to know why. All the rest are totally on board with it, apparently, but one senator is uh, wondering why that's a thing that they do not need uh, to get a warrant or anything like that, and they can just find out where you are. Uh, it seems to be a loophole um, that uh, that makes it so open and available. Uh, but uh, if they get your phone conversations and your emails and your texts and everything else, why the hell not? Why not also know where you're standing at the moment that you write the email that they're reading or they have the ability to read? Three million more Facebook users' data is exposed by a personality quiz. Um, I know that one's going to shock everybody as well. Um, it seems that the app called My Personality, created by the University of Cambridge researchers, uh, gained six million uh, downloaders and users who completed the quiz with some opting to share their Facebook data with the app. Uh, the data of those user profiles was not only shared with the Cambridge researcher, it was also available to anyone wanting to access it. So that data was available to absolutely anyone with no checks or balances or registration or, or you know, recording of who got it. Um, so they had uploaded it to GitHub and the user and password needed to access it was available on that GitHub account as well. Um, so, uh, Facebook, um, suspended 200 apps for misusing personal data. And apparently this was one of the ones that got caught, uh, in, in that, uh, mad shuffle to act like they're, um, protecting your, your personal data and coming down hard on the people that misuse it. So, um, keep on using that. So that's uh, nothing to be concerned about. And finally, I'm going to end it on this. Okay. A lady goes into a Tim Hortons. And this is not the start of a terrible joke. This is totally real. Another completely disturbing, even more disturbing video that's actually available on the web. So she goes into Tim Hortons and apparently needed to use the restroom badly come to find out. Uh, so she goes in and uh, the employee, apparently if, if, the, if the Tim Horton uh, uh, release is to be believed um, when they contacted the, the media, um, apparently this lady had been a problem person before. And so uh, the Tim Horton employees have the capability of denying bathroom access to people that are, that are past problems or, you know, are, are thought to 
going to be causing a problem. So the guy looks looks to be not even 20. I mean, just, you know, he's making minimum wage, fucking shoveling shit for a living and, and not getting any uh, attaboys for it. He's behind the counter, apparently told the lady she could not use the bathroom. She begins just absolutely flipping out. She's screaming at him. He's just kind of weathering the storm, taking it uh, with with a, a smile. And the lady, Madame, I'd, I'd call her something higher order than a lady, she pulls her pants down. Looks like she's wearing some uh, uh, athletic type pants. The ones you know that the all the soccer moms wear the ones that don't actually exercise. She's wearing something like that. Um, she pulls them down while she's still yelling at the guy. Uh, spreads spreads them wide. Um, leans back against a wall and shits on the floor. And then, because that isn't bad enough, she picks up the shit throws it directly at him, goes over to the napkin dispenser, grabs some napkins, wipes her ass, cleanliness first, and then throws that at him, and then stomps out. And this is another one of those things, it's all on video. Look up Tim Horton's poo-flinging or whatever strikes your fancy, and you'll see this gem. Um... And apparently, according to some follow-up stuff, she did get arrested. So Canada, if you're going to throw your shit at a, uh, a paid employee of a restaurant tour in Canada, you're going to get arrested. So keep that in mind um, if, if you plan on doing that. But it is absolutely ghastly uh it's it's like watching a really <laughs> it's, i'm watching it right now and i have to say it is just over the top i mean you get to a point where you it's humanity. You you reach this base level where you are just below the level of uh, of human being. You've you've gone to something base, or you've reached your Neanderthal <laughs> ancestry and embraced it. Um, so, uh, I, my my apologies and compassion goes out for the uh, poor kid working at Tim Hortons that got shit thrown at him. And uh, I hope he understands that only like 9% of society is like that. He's going he's gonna to come across a solid 89 to 91% of the human race that act uh, in somewhat better fashion. And I think that's it, guys. I'm not going to share anything else because I don't have anything else to share. I will say, however, um, that I do hope to see my imaginary friends uh, more often than I'm able to. And we'll see, uh, we'll see you guys maybe next week and maybe not. Either way, 
I hope your next week is great.